Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion, the man who is obsessed with making great music and teaching you how to make your own. This is a super special episode I've been looking forward to for a while because I haven't had a guest on in over a year, I think. So it's been it's been a hot minute. So this is an episode that's been in the making for a little while because I've been trying to reconnect with old friends and there's certain folks that you know you kind of are you dip and dabble into their journey a little bit as they go and Franny happens to be one of those people who I've you know been keeping an eye on and and your adventure and you're married to one of my childhood best friends Kevin who I was on his pod and um He's been another guy I've reached out to reconnect with too. So it's been a long time coming. And so for the folks that didn't grow up in our hometown or even school, the hometown homies too, <laughs> Franny, give the folks a little a little taste of who you are and what you do. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I didn't, I wasn't ready for the trick question here. So, (laughs) (laughs) hmm, like that is such a, you know, it's such a simple question, but it's also one that you're like, oh, give a little something about yourself. And you're just like, hi, I'm Uh, Franny. I do a million things. I'm 32 years old. I live in Connecticut (laughs) and I'm married to my high school sweetheart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, no, it's like you it's feel like you're in an AA meeting. Hi, exactly. I'm exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. Okay. So let's put it like this. So you and I grew up together. So I know a little of your backstory, but for folks that don't know, so now even I knew you and Kev bounced around a little bit too. That you're in Connecticut. Talk about what is I know, and this is something we're going to dive into a lot more. But what is one of your I guess folks us right now that you're my pursuing. business. You're, okay, so that's what I was. Okay, so that's what I want to dive into. So tell people a little bit about the business you started. Simply Franny LLC. So I wanted an LLC. Why? Because I wanted to make it an umbrella. And when it's an umbrella like that, you can put shit under it. Whatever you want to put under <laughs> it. That was my thought process. So my thought process was, you know, when people say to you, they say oh, you can't have it all. Or, oh, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I am 100% an example that says, watch me. I will 100% bust my butt to get exactly what I want and how I want it. By golly, I'm going to do it. It's my life and I'm going to do it. So I wanted simple Fran- Simply Franny LLC. At first I was like, okay, what, you know, what are the things I wanted to put into this? So I put personal shopping into it. Mm. Now, personal shopping, we can dig deeper into like each category if you want, but it's it's not like a wardrobe. It's like gifts, trips, and experiences, you know, this kind of thing. Not like, oh, sure, I'll find you a cute outfit, but that's not what I want to do. Okay. So, Franny, so let's start with the buckets and then we'll dive into because a lot of these things I've been curious about. So give us kind of the the broad overview and then we'll, we'll dive into them. And kind of okay. see where it goes. So simple. Uh, so the personal shopping, the harvesting, um, the artwork, modeling, uh, plants, um, sustainability, and most recently my YouTube channel and my Twitch stream. Let's go. Which are? Uh, my YouTube channel. <laughs> what's, can- the, what's the... What's the- the, is it like, or is it Simply Franny on YouTube and Twitch? Oh, yeah. Too? Yeah. No, it's all connected to Simply Franny LLC. Um, cool. The Twitch stream and the modeling are a little different. So, Instagram is FLiam, 
E F F. How do you spell the letter F E F F Lee L E I G H M starts with my last name F Liam. Now on Twitch, I decided to change it up a little bit because I wanted people to call me Effie. I thought Effie was really cute. So like E F F I E Liam Effie Liam. Okay. So that's my Twitch stream. Okay, cool. And so what do I do on those, right? <laughs> yeah, so this is what I mean. It's like you do a, a zillion things. So wait, so hold up because we're going to dive into – I want to get to all of them. But okay. I wanted to start from – to back up a little bit before we even got here. When you when you graduated and when I graduated, I don't even – I don't know for your story, so I don't want to protect you. But yeah. me, online business wasn't even – on the radar, especially coming from where we come from. It's not like that was even a yeah. thing. So, and I, I, you know, we don't have to do the whole nine yards, but I'd be curious kind of how you even arrived here. Could you walk me through? Cause it's been a while since you chatted. It's been a long that, time. Yes. That, but 14 I'm, years that, since I graduated. 14. Franny, first 14. of all, I don't even know where the time goes. Cause that's <laughs> insane. Um, wow. That is actually crazy. Cause that means I'm right there with you, but what right. what was the that trajectory for you of kind of how we even got here? You can give me chapters. You can get as granular or not as you want to. Okay. So I went to SUNY Oswego for communication studies. Why? Because I thought I want something broad and I like to talk to people and I want to talk appropriately to people because relationships mean everything. So I go in there and I think I'm going to be a wedding planner. That's what I think. I'm going to be a wedding planner. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So I take all the communication courses. I take the you know, public speaking. I take the broadcasting, networking, all of those fun, fun classes. I loved college for learning and studying. I did not like exams. I did not like the homework. And by golly, I wanted to be out of school as fast as I possibly could. So I did it in three years instead of four. Wow. You weren't playing around. I I wasn't playing around. And I was even more upset because Kevin was getting ready to graduate. And you know me, I yeah, we're one and the same. Like he's right. got to be right there with me. This <laughs> right. isn't okay. So I petitioned, took my ass to therapy to get a petition signed that I could live off campus earlier than the rest of the crew. Wow. Because you were supposed to be on campus, I guess, for like two years or something. And I was like, no, that's not going to work for me. I'm moving in with my my. <laughs> You know, the love of my life. We are moving in together. I don't care what you have to say. I will still come to class, but like I am not staying wow. here on campus. Okay. So Franny, I love this because I think it shows, it goes to show that you were, you were going to set your own path even from the jump. You know what I mean? You kind of had from that, the jump. you had that determination to say, I'm going to do things my way and figure it out. So you, you graduate, Kev graduates. And we live in Oswego Oswego. uh, in a cute little house across from Lake Ontario. We stare at the lighthouse on Lake Ontario. Oh, wow. Right on Lake Street. Beautiful, beautiful. The house wasn't beautiful, okay? But the the scenery was beautiful. The house was made out of cinder blocks. So, you know, it wasn't that pretty and it was cold. You were good what you got. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But we lived there for a couple of years. We were a block away from the movie theater. So we would go to the movies every single week on a Tuesday. Man. And we would go to the bluffs, the chimney bluffs in Oswego. They were the most beautiful cliffside that overlooked. I mean, Lake Ontario is huge. You can't see the other side. Yeah. Like it's big. It feels like an ocean. So we lived there. Um, I graduated in 2011, 2011. 
Then we moved back home to Wilseyville. Okay. So and what, what was Canada the plan? Were you like, I'm going to be a wedding planner and... Well, no. So here's uh, here's one fun little thing. I got anxiety the last year of my senior year. And you can imagine why, because all I knew was school. All I knew was excelling. Yeah. I did the same thing in high school. I flew through college. I didn't know anything else. I got anxiety so bad, so bad that I had to be hospitalized and put on Xanax. No. Yes. I could not stop shaking. Like it was, I was like a chihuahua. Like it was bad. Wait, it was bad. Was it like anxiety of like having to get a job? Everything. Everything. All I knew was school. I was even questioning Kev at that point. Like wow. I was like, I don't know what like I just couldn't I couldn't grab on to the idea of anything other than school. I had mastered school so well and getting so much done in my day to day that it clouded everything that I was going for. I didn't have like a specific job that I was trying to apply for, you know, other people were like, Oh, I got accepted this company. It's kind of like the next thing. I didn't, I didn't do that. That didn't happen for me. So, you know, and that was kind of, that was really hard, but we, we moved back home. I overcame my anxiety the best I could. (laughs) I worked at a few different places in Ithaca, one being a bank and the other one being La Tourelle, the mm. resort right there yeah. across from Cornell. I was a, a laundry assistant there. Um, and I was still trying to just figure shit out. Then one day I said, I'm going to be a social media manager. Okay. And it was like, this happens for me all the time. When I want to do something, it almost happens instantaneously as a thought. And then we just get right to work. Like it could (laughs) just be like one morning I wake up, I'm having coffee and all of a sudden I'm like, yep, that's what I'm going to do now. And then I just dive in. So like, that's pretty much what I did. I, I, uh, I found online, Susie Romans had a social media manager, uh, tutorial. So I bit, I bit the bullet and I bought the tutorial because I wanted to know, what it was. And I was like, I I can do that. It was like, basically you're managing now. If I stuck to it, I'd be freaking reaping in the profit, (laughs) like seriously, but I didn't stick to it. I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, you know, Facebook managing and for your businesses. And I wanted to go around to all the local businesses in that area and really help them thrive. Yeah, Franny, this is a smart move, especially because at this point, social media is really starting to pop off. And I think there's a lot we forget often because it's so much happens online. Like yeah. the, the power of just going to the local spot, the local laundry spot or the local and saying, hey, let me help you manage social media because they everybody needs it. But it was just mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everybody was convinced at that time. And so I can see how yeah. things might have taken twists and turns. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it was uh, I like I did it for Pucky Huddle in candor the quilt store the fabric quilt store yep and they're still i mean they're popping she actually reached out to me two months ago and was like hey i don't know are you still doing it and i was like what no not no (laughs) but (laughs) so anyway um i started it up i was excited to get i had a few clients and then Kevin, uh, at that time, was working, and Spencer at the B Place, Trembley Apiaries, oh, right. Apiaries, uh, right there in downtown Spencer. 
and he was a beekeeper and doing all of that, but he really was sick of it and he wanted to try Verizon or That's right. Mm-hmm. So he got a job at a third party Verizon retailer store in Saratoga Springs. Wow. Uh-huh. And so meanwhile, we had just gotten married at that point. And how old are you guys at this point when you get married? Oh, I got married at 23. He got married at 22. So 2013 is when we got married. Wow. 23, 22. So you guys like young, like let's go seek our fortune. Yes. And so then it was like, you start in a week, you start in a week. And so we're driving to Saratoga Springs, which is like three hours away, looking at apartments, trying to find a place to live to move there because it was good pay for him. It was something he wasn't going to turn down. It was a dream at the time that he really wanted to try out. Needless to say, he hated it. We did find a place, 900 bucks, right on the bar street in Saratoga Springs, and everything was included. So we move in. I take my social media marketing business with me. I try networking. Needless to say, I kept some of the clients back at home for a little bit. And then I had some back issues because all I did was sit in front of a computer. And I went to an orthopedic doctor and something with my disc. I can't really remember what it was, but they were like, you need an active job. This isn't working for you. You need to be more active. So I found a job as a dog walker and a dog trainer and a house setter, pet setter thing. And I would drive 90 plus days and I would go to different people's houses and I would walk their dogs from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. and what? or pet sit for them or whatever the case. And I did that, but I only made like nine bucks an hour. No, of course. Franny, that's insane. How long were you? How long? I did, did it for a couple of months, if not a year. It could have been a year, actually. Wow. And then yeah. I was like, wow. I need more money. <laughs> this yes. is not working. So I applied to Arthur Murray Dance Studio. And uh, I was a ballroom dance instructor for four years. Did you dance growing up? Nope. They so, trained me. <laughs> really? I learned everything. I know you're the guy part. I know the girl part. I know all of the major dances. Salsa, waltz, tango, foxtrot, um, bachata, merengue, cha-cha, swing. I know them all, both female and male part. And they taught me. I was totally trained. And uh, Wow. Yeah. That comes out of left field. So – that's insane. So you study there. You study there. How long do you study there before you become a becoming the instructor? You do like a boot camp of training, basically. So you're always learning. I mean, there's always like every day you need to enhance and learn. And there's videos and tapes that you can follow. And it's just, it's a really actually a wonderful company to work for. It is not wonderful to be in a marriage and um try to do it because you're gone all the weekends. You're going to galas right. and networking. You're, you know, doing showcases and competitions and stuff like that. And it was just, it took me away from him way too much, but I did work there for a few years and I did love it. And I have so many amazing memories of working there. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so, so then give us a little, a little bit. So how did you, and where that was, you were still in New York at the time. Yep, still Saratoga Springs. Still downtown. Saratoga Springs. So give us the, the the little update on how we ended up in out here in Connecticut. Well, uh, when I was, what? how many years ago I wrote it? 
in 2016, so I was 25, I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Damn. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot. And dancing wasn't going to fit the picture anymore. And we had friends who had moved here that we had known in Saratoga Springs. They're in the Navy. So they have to like relocate all these different places. And they were moving to Connecticut. And so we decided to to come down and check it out because my doctor was telling me that Jocelyn cares the best care that you can get for diabetes and Connecticut is where that stems from. So we came down here, oh. saw the area. I love my team of doctors. I love them. Our friends are nine minutes away. They live right down the road. What's crazy, Fran, is I feel like that was right before I moved out to, to do any of my digital nomad adventure because then I remember Kevin and I connected, I think, shortly after that because he had told me it just – moved i think to connecticut or maybe somewhere else but he had told me about the friends about the friends that you guys had and then also he had just gotten a job i think there mm -hmm. if yep. i remember correctly he moved to best buy he did the whole best buy thing in saratoga and he was able to transfer down here and do a best buy here for a little bit and, and then he ended up at eb he he ended up General Dynamics Electric oh, wow. Boat, which is working for the government, and he designs submarines or stuff okay. within submarines for the government. Okay, that's what I thought. And, and he, I think he had just started that last yeah. the last time when we did his pod, which yeah, is great. Yeah, he did like a training course and yeah. I, I know. Oh, yeah, and it was, he, yeah, he's like, this is intense. But it seemed like a cool gig. And so now four or five years later, you – he is he – you guys are still in Connecticut. Is he yes. still there? At EB, yes. Yeah, he's still at EB. Yes. And now, so at what point then do you transition and do get into start getting into these different assets of your online business? <laughs> well, so um, when I first moved to Connecticut, it took me eight months to get a job. Eight months wow. with my with my gung ho attitude, my personable, you know, personality. Um, my extra, like extremely clean resume, you know, it took me eight months. Connecticut at the time, or I guess just in general is all about people, you know, whoever, you know, if you know somebody, yeah. you're going to get a job. If you don't know anybody, good luck to you. Like you're not, you're, they're just not going to hand them out to you. That's, that's the, I and think that's, that's the life lesson right there. So I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? So I finally got a job, and it's a job I'm currently working in now that I'm desperately trying to leave five years later <laughs> because I've been there for five years. I am a manager. I manage a chiropractor and massage office. We are the top one in the area, thanks to me. We have perfect reviews. We, I mean, we're the best. We are the best in the area, and I manage the whole damn place. Now, when I say I manage the whole damn place, you know, you think of a manager, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, but the, you have a team, right? So, like, you have an admin and you have an accounting department. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm that. I do that. I do four or five people's jobs in my job. And I get paid that a measly $20 an hour. What? That's it. That's and it. Especially in Connecticut because Connecticut is it, – It's a state. Yeah, it's yes, a state. It is. It's super expensive. Everything about it. Wow. And okay, yeah. So, Franny, that's crazy. So I want to 
there's a couple things I want to dive into, but I also want to rewind because I, I didn't realize about the diabetes thing. And I just want to touch on that for a second. How did you, so I, when I would maybe probably, I guess maybe five, six years ago now too, I had kind of a health I diagnosis remember. thing. Yeah. And so that's something I've been dealing with. I'm curious with, with diabetes, how did, how did that sit with you and how did you handle it? I guess mentally and emotionally. That's, that's serious. It was, yeah, no, it was a cloud. It was clouded. Type one diabetes means that your pancreas dies. It's autoimmune. So my pancreas just one day was just like, see ya, done here. Don't want to do it no more. And just gave up. And I was just like, cool. You know, and a lot of people are uneducated on diabetes. I myself, I was too. Like I was too. If you don't have to, if like, you don't have to know it, you don't have to know it. Right. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, type one versus type two. And now, now I'm kind of like, Oh, I wish more people knew about it. But at the same time, I can totally understand why they don't know about it. So type two, I always hear the, Oh, but you're not, you're not heavy. Oh, but you don't have a lot of weight on you. And I'm like, yeah, that's type two. Type one is where your pancreas just shits out on you. And then type two is more dietary. And you you can, you can, you can, you kind of do it to yourself, unfortunately. Can you, can you get out of it once you've done it? You can. Yeah. If you You catch it early enough, you can, um, there's ways to definitely manage it, but your pancreas is still working to some degree. I don't know if I know too many success stories because you know, I more study into the type one than I do the type two, but, um, I'm sure there are success stories where they lost a ton of weight and they ate healthy and they changed everything about it. And now they're probably good. But type, type one, one, you can't do that. Yeah, you're. It's for life. You're. Right? It's for life. Yeah. How it's definitely that, for life. How'd that change you? Oh my you god! <laughs> In so many ways. First of all, Kevin and I <laughs> used to eat like crap. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I always in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, did I kind of do this to myself? But I know I didn't necessarily. It's just, you know, and the thing is, it doesn't even run my family. I was uh, like, I'm the first. <laughs> Lucky you. I'm the leader. You know me. You know me, just the leader in whatever I do, basically. So it was, uh, I remember during dance, uh, you know, the, I wasn't able to see, I wasn't seen very well and I was wearing contacts. And when I wear my contacts, I feel like I can see better. And I was just like, God, I can't, you drive. I, I just, my vision's all weird today. And then I, I paid attention to it. It was a couple of days. It was really bad. It was really weird. And I was like, this is so strange. We should maybe, you know, set me up with an eye doctor or something. We should probably get this looked at. You know, and it was like just saying the words and just kind of keeping it in mind. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm freaking turning emaciated. Like, I didn't realize it at the time. But like, I was, I'm, I've always been petite. But I, yeah. like, I was on another level of like, you could see all of the bones in your chest area. Wow. And I was just like, what is going on? I like my boobs were gone, like just lost wow. them. Just and I just was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just dancing so much, maybe. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Really? And so I was like, this is so weird. And then I would get super thirsty. And I would down a glass of Kool-Aid. Okay. A Kool-Aid. You know, good old Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. He runs to the wall. Yeah. You know. Okay. So I would I would down a glass of sugary Kool-Aid. And then I would pass out basically on the couch. Because I could not stay awake. So I would literally be like. And I'd be out. And Kevin would be like, what is. 
What is going on with you? Like, (laughs) something is so weird. So I started Googling it. And before we went to urgent care one day, I said, I have diabetes. I know I do. They laughed at me when I came in. They were like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, "No, I'm like 100% sure. Like, I have diabetes. Like, we need to do blood work. Fine. We'll do the blood work. And I was just like, are you shitting me right now? Like, that's crazy. Don't give me a hard time about it. Like, yeah. so, Here's the thing. It's probably because people all try to self-diagnose with just the weirdest yeah, Of course, and, and I like, get that. Oh, okay, yeah, but, yeah, but okay. you probably had like actually done like some like serious due diligence. Significant so, like, research yeah. on it. I was like, yeah. I have all of the symptoms. Like, it's literally all yeah. there. I'm and I almost passed out in the shower. <laughs> One of the days I almost passed out in the shower because my sugar was like too low. And so Kevin was like, are you okay? What? You know, he's just like, he's baffled. Like something's weird going on with her and I just don't know. So I finally go, I tell him this, they do the blood work and then they come back and they go, I'm really sorry, but you have type one diabetes and this is forever. And if you do nothing, you will die by age 40. Wow. And I was just like, excuse me, what? I was in a fog. Like from that moment, I went into like a two week fog of I was there, but I was not there. Like I was like, everything was cloudy. And then she proceeds to tell me, we're going to get you in with a specialist first thing tomorrow. You're going to, she's really great. She's going to go over how to give you shots and how to change your diet and how to carb count. And, you know, they're feeding like all this crazy information at me. Like they're saying your your entire life is totally different from this point forward. Do not eat any carbs any carbs. So I had to go on like a four, a two week, no carb diet, which essentially includes cheese, meats, iceberg lettuce, celery. What? Yeah. So we did everything for two full weeks with no carbs to bring my A1C down. My A1C, which is your average three month average of blood sugar, uh, was 14. When I got diagnosed, which is oh, really bad. <laughs> I was going to say, for someone who's out of the game, who doesn't know what that means. Yeah, it's really bad. You want to be five, four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I'm now a seven, which is a good spot. That's a nice. really good spot for a diabetic. So, but yeah, I mean, I was learning how to give my shot, give myself a shot the next day. I remember looking at the specialist and I was like, she was like, okay, so this is how you do it. And here you go. And she hands it to me and I was like. Okay. And she's like, go ahead. And I was like, can't he give me the shot? And she was like, no, honey. I mean, he can give you the shot, but he's not always going to be there to give you the shot. Like, you got to learn how to do it. And I was like, I am petrified of needles. Oh, no. And now here I am having to give myself not just one shot a day, like six shots a day. And I was like, are you kidding me? It was insane. Everything has changed. We eat so much healthier now, though. I can carb count. I know how food digests. I know how it works in the system. Yeah. It's you become obviously like helps me stay trim. Yeah. yeah. You. I mean, you are an educator of all things when it comes to it. Insane. So, Absolutely so insane. Point, so, and then I know this is like a little bit off, not exactly where I was planning on going, but I'm fascinated by this is – what about do you can you wear like a, a continuous glucose monitor like any of that sort yeah. of stuff like does there you, is that learning your terminology hey, listen listen i know a, li- wow. a little bit here and there but i'd be 
it, does that so you, do you have to still do the six shots a day or does that kind of help like yeah no talk to you uh, so like now? at first at first they were like you should get on a pump so I learned about a pump and what a pump is a pump is like this you know monitor thing and then there's tubing and the tubing goes over your body and it it does the insulin for you because it's a robot. And at first they were like, no, you can't have the pump because you have to learn how to, you know, regulate it yourself with your shots mm. and understand how it works. And then they were like, you should go on the pump. And I was like, no, I don't want to go on the pump. So yeah. we did the continuous glucose monitor. So basically what this is, it's a sticker and there's a filament attached to the sticker, a filament, like imagine an eyelash, right? And uh, mm. there's a needle. It's in a contraption. You press a button, it gets needled into you, and it then it sticks. The sticker sticks in. So the filament's in you, the needle comes back out, and it's on there. Then you connect a Bluetooth device, a transmitter, and that is what connects to a reader or your phone. Like if you if you have a phone that works with it, it can connect to your oh, phone. Cool. On the reader, it'll tell you what your level is at all times. So you'll know what it is. Now... This isn't, it's a robot. It's not foolproof. Like, it's right. definitely wrong. When Nick Jonas came on the Super Bowl commercial and he was like, no finger pricks are needed. I was like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, no, you're going to kill a few people today by that commercial. Like, for yeah. real. People are stupid. So, like, 50 to 100 points off sometimes it can be. It like, mm. And that's dangerous when you're messing with insulin. And how, so, do you, how do you know that it is just because you have another accurate reader? Yeah. Know? So then there's finger pricking, right? So oh, there's a little pricker. You. you prick your finger. You put it on a test strip. The test strip goes in another thing. And then it tells you what the accurate sugar level is. And then Got you, you calibrate that thing to make it correct or not. Sometimes that oh, okay. thing is very right, especially if I like if I put it on my arms. Yeah. That's the most accurate place for me. Um, but I also put on like you're supposed to rotate it because of the scarring. Like you right. don't you don't want to scar scar tissue too badly. So you rotate right. it every ten days when you have to change it. So right now it's on my side. Wow, Franny, that is insane. I had no idea. I feel like yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting. Just today, this is a weird aside. I started getting some really bad pain in my foot, and. I think it might be plantar fasciitis just because I've been doing a lot oh, of the martial no. arts. And stuff and oh, I feel I know, for you. I know. I don't like it, dude. And so I just, we'll see. But I was thinking about today of like how much I take for granted not being in pain. Like when it's. Oh not my gosh. Yes. I've been thinking about whatever. that so much. Yeah. It's crazy. I it's mean, I'm so not in pain with the diabetes mostly. Like mostly, yeah. as long as my level's in a good spot, I'm good. If my yeah. sugar level's too high, I'm tired. I want to sleep. If it's too right. low, I'm panicky. I've got a lot of anxiousness. But if yeah. I keep it steady and happy, everything runs perfectly. Smooth. Like it's accordingly. But yeah. yeah. It, it just, there's something I was thinking about today. It was like, man, like I'm, I take for granted so, so at least other parts of my body don't hurt more often. You know, I'm like that I right. don't have it. In, but, but it's really, once something kind of health is fascinating, it really is like, you know. It is. It's, and it's, it's also kind of scary. It's kind of scary also too. I have scary. people who come to the office all the time with plantar fasciitis. They see one of our massage therapists. That's the best way. You can also get your foot aligned by a chiropractor if you want. Mm. Um, that's usually some, there's a misalignment. That's usually how it happens. Okay. After this pod, so we can spare the people, I'm coming for you on some of that info because I would love to be brain <laughs> about it. So hold that thought. Yeah. Um, to spare the listeners on my plantar fasciitis, as exciting as that sounds, 
talk to me about how how the 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 different pieces of kind of assembly franny started to take place when did the modeling start when did these sorts of 2018 2018 okay so what i'm sure there are probably some folks listening like man that sounds really rad how do you just say yeah i'm i'm cute i want to start modeling how does that even so when i was in uh saratoga springs and i was at the dance studio i was the face of the studio so you know young pretty girl face of the studio i was the one that welcomed everybody in gave them big hugs i would go to galas and networking events you know fancy gowns stuff like that make the newspapers make the magazines whatever was going on in saratoga springs we were at those events because we wanted to network that way and that's how you bring people in so I got a little taste from that job and I loved it. I loved the luxury side. There's so much more to life than the luxury side. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a materialistic person, but do I like to feel fancy and bougie sometimes? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. It is a wonderful feeling. But do I support the lifestyle that really comes behind it? Not so much. It's yeah. not truly who I am. Right. So I got a little taste of it and I loved it. And I don't really remember how it happened. But when we moved to Connecticut, um, I got to thinking, well, first of all, the the Arthur Murray Dance Studio here in Connecticut sought me out and uh, they asked me to work for them. So I, I did work there for a year, but it, the staff and I just, it wasn't the same experience. And I just I ended up leaving. It was too busy because I was doing that on top of my manager job. So I didn't see Kevin like at all. And I was like, something's got to give. This isn't, this isn't going to work. So, um, I was like, I can do modeling. There was like a photo shoot and they were looking for a married couple and they wanted you to wear your own wedding dress or whatever. And they wanted to photo shoot you for like a upcoming wedding magazine article or something. So naturally I submit Kevin and I, Kevin is less than thrilled about this idea. (laughs) And I am very excited. So we do it. And it was great. And it was a really fun shoot. And the pictures came out wonderfully. And it kind of took off from there. I decided to make an account on Instagram and get started with it. And to just give you some statistics, um, I wrote them down. I did 75 shoots my first year in 2018. Wow. Is, and that worked, is you, are you DMing photographers? And you're like, hey, do you need a Or model? they were DMing me. Or, or they DM you. Oh, wow. Okay, continue. Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, I have since then done over 150 overall. I am multi and, multi-internationally and nationally published in about 40 publications. Um, I have shot with over 60-plus photographers. Some of them were paid. Some of them were collabs. Um, mm. So it was just like a matter of that. And videos are my favorite thing that I do. So I like taking photos and I like doing the Photoshop thing. I'm sure you kind of peaked my page a little bit when I yeah. friended you finally on Instagram and you were probably like, whoa, wait a minute. What did I miss? Yeah, you know? was exactly that. It was exactly and there's that. A lot, there's a lot of people with the exact same reaction where they're like, They'll see me at office, right? And I'll be like, oh, we're hitting it off. Like, we're, I think you're a good person. And I, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like you should be part of my life and know more about me. So I'll, I'll share my Instagram with them and they'll go and they'll be like, who is this? This is not the same person that sits at the desk every day. And I'm like, 
Sorry. Yeah. Different, different side of me. So, uh, yeah, it's almost, it almost feels like a, di- a totally different personality. You know, like I have multi, what is that? Multi-personality disorder or whatever. Yeah. It almost feels like it sometimes just because that is such a different side right. of my love and my life. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I did, I've been doing it. I took the last two years off a lot, one, because of COVID, but two, I was getting fed up because With what? people weren't willing. The photographer model relationship is a really complicated relationship. Talk to me. Models expect to be paid. Photographers also want to be paid. Knowing how photography side works, I absolutely agree. Photographers 100% should be paid. But if a photographer reaches out to you as a model and wants to shoot with you, it is therefore pay my rates or let's collab. Mm. You have to like come to that agreement. Not I'm going to ask you to shoot with me and these are my rates. So I was getting fed up because I was like, they don't want to pay me unless I show skin. And that's not not the kind of modeling I want to do. Yeah. Like I'm not out here to be like other people on Instagram. I know booty rules the world. Like I get that. But (laughs) my, my married ass doesn't need to be plastered all over my Instagram. Like that. What am I gaining from that? Other than unnecessary comments from people that I don't even know. I'm just like, I don't Instagram. It's cute. I know it's cute. I don't need you to tell me that it's cute. Like, yeah, I just don't get it, you know? Yeah. So I was getting fed up and I kind of like put my foot down and was like, no, I'm not going to work with people. I'm just not going to work with people unless they start paying me. And um, it was it was hard. It was hard to do. So now this year I'm starting to get back into it. In fact, I have a photo shoot on Saturday. Okay, And so, Franny, with the for folks that are maybe interested in this sort of stuff, do you have any advice, like things that you've learned now shooting? With Don't trust everybody. Like, Not everybody who has a camera knows what they're doing. Okay. Got you. Okay. Um, a lot of men are photographers. Men. Mostly men. It is a man-driven world. And that's mm. okay. But not all men are good men. Not all men right. have intentions that are what you're hoping for. And sometimes... They want pictures of you and they say they'll get you published, but like that's not the end all be all. That's not the most exciting thing about it, especially right. if you're doing lingerie pics. They have them. They own them. That is their mm. photo. And it's complicated. Yeah. So like I just you have to get to a, a place where you actually trust this person don't ever go alone to a photo shoot. Always have an escort with you no matter what. Make mm. sure everybody knows, no, I'm not shooting with you unless my escort can stay. Some of them are very like, no, I can't I can't shoot you if you have somebody there. And you're just like, okay, bye. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people's intentions are just not always as true when it comes to body art. Yeah. I guess. No, you know Franny, I, mean? I think that's a, that's a great way to put it. And that's as a man, that that wasn't even something that – listen, I'm not a model. I've never done anything like that. But when I've done photo shoots and stuff, it's never even been on my radar. You know, it's because not people are like, are like yeah. wow, like, 
who's that short scruffy guy? You know what I mean? Like, could you Photoshop this and make me actually look handsome? Um, so for oh anyone, when it comes to the that side of things, you've got kind of the modeling, and then let's talk about some of the other buckets. In so sort of- yes, I did the modeling yeah. thing. Um, some of the other buckets are the personal shopping. So okay, personal so shopping. I I am a great gift giver. I love giving gifts. I love shopping for gifts. I pride myself in doing it. I can find anyone the perfect gift that they are looking for for someone for a good price. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I found you the best gift. Kicker, it's $500. You know, that's not me. I'm going to find something that is like a really personalized, perfect gift for somebody. And so I got to thinking, I'm going to, I want to do personal shopping. How hard can it be? Now, when I looked it up, personal shopper is wardrobe stylist. Mm. I don't, I don't want to buy clothes for people. I can find you a cute outfit. That's not what I want to do. I want to find you gifts, trips, and experiences. I Mm. have had some of the best experiences in my entire life, whether they are out and about and at physical places that you pay money and you attend or it's a get together and you want to have friends over and you don't know what you want to do, but you want to have friends over, but you're like, let's make it extra special. I've got a hat full of ideas that you can do with that friend group to really make it amazing. Like a really fun time. (laughs) If we were going to give, maybe could you give us maybe one of those things, like one example of maybe one thing you've done or something that people like blind taste testing. Oh, okay. So you come over fun. and you go, we're going to do a taste test. Oh, you're going to do a taste test. What are you going to do? Uh, we're going to taste test all of the different chocolate bars or all of the different chocolate ice creams. Ooh. And you're going to guess which ones they are. You're going to guess, rate them, which one's your favorite. And then we're going to tally it up. And now That's you've just right. spent the last hour and a half eating good food and <laughs> blindfolded. It's a fun experience. It's something you've never done before. And you you had a group, and you can do it for everything. Like literally yeah. every item of food on the market, you can do it for. That's and you know, we saw we saw that on ta- uh, Good Mythical Morning a little bit too. That's one of the YouTube shows that we watch. So we kind of had an idea from that. We're like, well, let's try it. But when you actually try it with people who don't watch that YouTube channel and they have no idea about what it is, it's like brand yeah. new to them. They love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So we got the personal shopping piece, which is kind of also it's experiences, things of that nature. And yep. then, and the then so give, me, give me the next bucket, the harvesting. Okay. You dropped this on me earlier. I would love to dive into this. Okay. So, you know, the bees need a lot of help. The We're like, we're screwed. Yeah. We're screwed. Oh. If we keep continuing down the path, we are not feeding the bees, not caring for the environment. Like this planet is totally gone. We're, we're done for so I didn't realize the bees were in trouble like that. Oh, they the are. Bee, the bees needed a little love. Okay, they do. Well, maybe and if they, they run stop the, It's crazy them, to think that like I'd they run the world, but they do. They run the entire planet. Without bees, there is no life. <laughs> it's insane. Wow, do that many animals need it, honey? No, pollinators. <laughs> pollination? Pollen, oh, the pollination of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, you, it, like oh, I know, yeah. like the bears eat honey. I was like, "What's up with that?" Oh wow, the bears! The bears yeah. are the fault of this. <laughs> oh, because so, the pollination. I should have paid attention in science class. Okay, that's well, what I'm trying yeah, to do. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think too. I think it's like 
Right. It's one of those things where, you, you know, you don't study up on it. It's not being, it's not the first thing in the media Then shame on the media for doing that. It's not the first thing out there. And it should be because, well, here we are. So I've always planted flowers. I love flowers. I am very flower oriented. So I plant seeds and the seeds come up and the bees eat the flowers. And then I started harvesting my own seeds. I'm very resourceful and sustainable. Mm. So I don't like waste. I'm not a big waster. So when I see these flowers finishing, I go, oh, well, that's a seed pod. Maybe I'll just, you know, I'll dissect it. And I don't know if you know this, but like a marigold, do you know what a marigold flower is? It's like, okay. So when that dies and you get the ugly dead head and you deadhead the marigold, when it dries, there is like 50 flowers in that one pod. Wow. 50. It's a ton. And I guarantee you every single one of them will germinate if taken care of properly. Well, I know it's crazy about this, Franny, is just this last year, my mom had my dad build, it's like an indoor, it's like a big shelf indoors uh-huh. in there in my dad's like kind of office area. And it has like all these shelves and these lights to help her. She's just getting into like growing seeds that might not even be like out of yeah. season. So she can yeah. like, like, like lights this up. And so my mom, last time I was home, she bought maybe, I don't know. It was a lot of money. It's like a hundred dollars worth of seeds or something like that. That like she was so she's, stoked and they can't. I was like, she's get she's. So she, I'm just getting schooled kind of on the outskirts oh, yeah. of this business. Of it's very it's a very rewarding process too. It's funny as people as humans, you know, we often forget the outdoor life when we're a kid, right? Go yeah. outside and play. Go outside and play. Go outside and play. So you go outside and you play and then you feel fulfilled at the end of each day as a child because you have gotten enough fresh air, you've gotten enough sunshine, you've gotten enough time with nature that you can kind of pay attention to all the stuff that matters out there. When you grow seeds, that feeling comes back. So when you grow seeds and you see the little sprout and now you have a little sprout and you, I did that. I grew, I grew that and then you water it and it grows and then you water it again and then it grows. And it continues to grow because you are now taking care of it. When you plant them outside, finally, you know, whether it's fruits or veggies or flowers or whatever, you feel fulfilled. Like you feel happy that you contributed to that. Like that's a big thing. So I definitely know exactly. Your mom and I would hit it off 100%. She loves loves the garden. She loves the sea. And like, I'm like, I have like 50 houseplants inside. Yeah. My mom, yeah. My mom would love that. She would love, she, she's like, Kia, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's just different, different strokes, but I think she, she's starting to show me a little bit of the light of kind of how powerful that can be and to grow things and you, yeah. garden, so that, you know, having your own, I'm going to try a garden this stuff, year but, for the first time. I'm going to, well, we're going to do like a veggie garden, a green thumb kind of already practice. So hopefully. Yeah. So, okay. So the harvest is that, is Oh, that so ever- then the harvesting, um, yeah, you know, ever- s- selling the seeds. I can sell the seeds if okay, I harvest my, my own. Mom, my mom, that's what I'm saying. She bought a bunch of seeds. I didn't realize that was a biz. Yeah. 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 I can also, um, yeah, the plant business is like very profitable actually. Yeah. It's expensive. Um, it but I also want to like locally around here, I want to offer people a service where I can go to their house. I can plant the seeds. The seeds grow. I visit once or twice a year. You have to keep your own garden alive. That's not my job. That's your job. And then I can come back at the end of the year. One, I just fed the bees in another household. 
And I do that at seven households. I do that at 17 households. I do that at 20 households. I just fed that many more bees. So like, that's, that's a big thing. So now all these bees are happy. Then you go and you harvest them. Either I reap the benefits of keeping the seeds, right? Because I planted the garden, I keep the seeds, or you can buy the seeds. You can keep the seeds and I can plant them again next year and come back and it can be an ever going cycle. It's more of like a helpless, a helpless or a selfless thing of my business. I want to help with the environment. That's cool. That's yeah. cool, friend. I think that that sort of like those more impact driven pieces of the yeah. business can be really, I, I find that too. Like the, as much as I love the personal music stuff, there's a, like a teaching is something that I've really come, become kind of passionate about. And there's, yeah. there's something it's kind of just scratched a different itch. So, okay. So we got harvesting and what was the next one? Artwork. I love to paint. Artwork. You might remember I loved painting back in high school. I still yes. love to paint. I still Wait, love to paint. Franny, I, my dad's like, one of my dad's best friends, I was going to say he's connected, but it's Vermont. And, but it seems like there's quite a culture for, mm-hmm. for art out there. I'm not sure what, mm-hmm. what you So it's, you said it was painting. I think his yep. watercolor or something, but it seems like there's, I love watercolor. Like yeah. he takes them to like, there can be show, like there's a culture, especially on the East coast, I think out there for people yeah, that want to buy. Very into that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't really witnessed that myself. Basically right now it's like if I see a piece of work that I love that's an art piece that is being sold in a store, you know, in the industrial store and I go, oh, I like that. I can paint that. I will paint it for myself and I will have it in my own house. Wow. And so like I'll do that. I'm a very good imitation artist, but that is not a a prestigious thing <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. people don't want cop you're you're stealing yeah. copyrighted things but I'm only right. doing it for myself like right. in my own house no, when I sell not. anything though on my own it's I I uh, dug in deeper I I got out of the box and I put something down on canvas and I came up with something and then I try to sell it do you have uh, certain things that you gravitate towards? Towards paintings at fruits, plants, flowers, mountains? What's everything, everything. everything. Um, flowers. Uh, I've done a watercolor bird. That's really good. I've done some bunnies and I've done some sunsets. I'm really good at sunsets and oceans and beaches. Okay. So we got some of that natural vibe that I can see that yeah. tie in with the, with the harvesting piece. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they so, do, actually. No, I was going to say, I feel like we got some earthy stuff, but so to co- go completely left field, so how does, in this last part of the pod, I'd love to kind of double-click on that online part of your life, on how does this all relate to the Twitch and the YouTube channel? <laughs> well, the Twitch and the YouTube channel are totally different. <laughs> oh, so okay. I want, I've always wanted to do a YouTube channel. I love doing it. I've always been drawn into vlogs and, like, seeing what people are doing and and I don't know what it is. It's something super inspirational. And I, I just really was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I do blind boxes, kid toys and shit. Kids rule the future, right? So if I'm opening a bunch of blind boxes what's and a, they collect, got to collect them all, what's got to collect thing? them all thing. So like uh, here, I'll show you one example. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a little out of the, out of the YouTube game in that regard. Okay, so this is a pack of five different toys. Inside, you want to collect each one, but it's blind. You don't know what you're going to get. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you don't know what you're going to get. So you open them and you try to get them all. It's exciting. People love the ASMR. People love, yes. 
of opening. They love the packaging. They love collections. Yes. Kids especially. You watch a kid on YouTube, I guarantee they're watching this. Yeah. And so I was my, like, I want to do my that. Mom, my mom schooled me on, last time I was home, this must have been in January, on some kid's YouTube channel she stumbled on. And this kid has like gazillions of followers. And he just, I think he's just opening things. He's just like opens yeah. new toys or something like that. Insane. Insane. Yes. Insane. Insane. And but we love to watch it. It's like opening watching someone open a gift, you know? You just right. it's an experience that you like to be part of for whatever reason. Now, right now, because the kid things are the cheaper things, that's what I'm starting with. But eventually I would like to get to more adult blind boxes, not so oh, much cool. I have a bunch of knickknack of child yeah. toys, basically, but yeah. That's one of the segments. Then I do the vlogs with the chickens and the gardens and all of that. Okay, I'll be doing more of that this year. Right. That's what you told me right before this. You're like, "Hey, you were working on something on the coop." I, do you guys have you guys have animals? Oh, I have thirteen chickens. Mm -hmm. Wow! I've got a dog and a cat and a bunny. Yeah, I'm and busy. Wow, and I'm really busy. That, that's not. That's Yes, that's not a. They don't eat each other. The the dogs, cat, chicken, bunny <laughs> combo. Those they they play. They play nice for the most part. They play. Yeah, they're good. The bunny lives inside. Her name's Oreo. She lives downstairs because the dog is petrified of her. The cat doesn't like her in her space, but the cat will come and visit her. And uh, the cat mostly sleeps with us upstairs because she's about twelve now. And then Piper, we got a couple of years ago. We rehomed her from a breeder, and she's been living with us for the, ever since that. And she could not be the more perfect dog. Like, she oh. is my dog, 100%. Did you guys name her? No. Oh, okay. I was, Piper I, May. Oh, Piper Because I was like, I wonder if she was from the Charmed series. Oh, from, oh my from, gosh. From, which from Kevin was – Pipe. yeah, Kevin loved Piper. I was so, obsessed yeah. with that show back in the day. Um, I was like – yeah, so it makes you – sometimes I was like, what <laughs> younger Kia was – but he was, but but he was is, that deviant he was into. But. <laughs> She's really good with the chickens, though. Like just earlier, I had the chickens free-ranging while I was cleaning their coop. You have to be yeah. out there because the hawks will come down and kill them yeah. and steal them. So I'm out there cleaning the coop. She's just laying in the grass. Like she's wow. so good. You know, she knows that they're her birds. So I'll say, let's go check the chickens, and she's ready. Let's go. That's cool. Like, it is cool. Yeah. I mean, see, friend, you've got a lot. And the last piece is the U the YouTube channel or is that the Twitch channel? Oh, the, the Twitch channel. The last piece Twitch is the channel. Twitch channel. Kevin's been wanting me to get on Twitch for a while. I said, I don't even play video games. He goes, I yeah. don't care. Just try it. So I get on there. I play video games. And I go, okay, this is okay. I discover there's an art channel and there's a just chatting section. And so I, I dive in deeper to those. I've made over $800 on Twitch and I just started in January. What? People oh, are so supportive. People are just so supportive. I would be doing artwork or whatever. I would be focusing on something, my goals, you know, my, I, which by the way, I want to talk to you about word of the year sometimes. So put that in the back of your head. Okay. Because I think you would really benefit from it. Okay. So, you know, I'm planning my goals and shit. And one of the things is I'm going to do more artwork. I want to sit down and do more art. So I'm, I'm painting and all of a sudden somebody comes on and they see me. I don't see them. It's a chat stream. And Oh, what are you painting? Oh, okay. So tell me about your Twitch channel. Oh, okay. So you explain what you're doing it for. I don't know. I'm just trying it out. You know, I'm trying to build an online presence and I'm trying to become my own boss one day. And, you know, this is, these are the things about me. You get to chatting with them and then they donate. 
They just donate out of the, the kindness of their heart. Just because I got a donation. This guy came on for five minutes, was watching me painting, and then gave me $100. What? And I was like, excuse me? I didn't even say anything. I didn't even know you were there. Like, you didn't even talk to me. Franny, but that's they just, crazy. People I need to get on, on Twitch. Twitch bro. You need to get I on Twitch. To, I need to get on Twitch, baby. Let's go. Seriously, wow. though, it's like one of the most supportive and inspirational, you know, platforms I think you can be part of. People on there are just very generous. They want to know how you're growing, what you're interested in as a person, how you're going to get there. They love watching Twitch streamers go from here to go from here. They love being mm, part of that process. They love right. their name showing up on their stream. They love, you know, it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole community. Like you're building your own community and then wow. you can plug otherwise while you're there. Right. So I can plug my YouTube channel. I can plug my yeah. Amazon wish list. I can plug whatever I want. And then I get all these things. Uh, my computer setup is all brand spanking new because of those donations. Wow. Buy me a new monitor. I need a second monitor. Okay. That's okay. crazy. Franny, Insane. That's but I think, I think people, I think that's a really good point that people love the process, right? We love to be so, a part of the journey. They do. So for yeah. me, that, that, that side um, is my inspirational side. And I was thinking about this earlier. Basically, my Simply Franny job is I'm going to do everything I love, all of my passions, all in one place, and I'm going to inspire you enough to pay me or donate to me to keep that dream alive. Mm. You're going to love to see all the things that I'm doing and how I'm bettering it, and I've, I've inspired you so much that now you've made changes in your life, and you're excited about that, Right. that you keep my stuff alive and you support me and it seems far-fetched like when you say it out loud like that you're like whoa <laughs> so you're expecting people to just pay you to be you and i'm just like why not but why yeah, not right it works in any other country why in america do we have to put a job title on it why do we have to like this is your job duty this is what is expected of you you have to have a career you have to push hard you have to make it for this big thing you go to spain and there's a guy who sells flowers on the side of the street because he loves to sell flowers on the side of the street because it makes people smile to buy those flowers that they take home to their wife. And they go every day and they buy a flower every day. And that guy's there every day. And he just loves it. It's his job. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. He doesn't have a job title, you know? <laughs> it's really different how living outside the States for a while. And this will be a whole, this will be a whole nother pod. But you're right. This sort of... There is this, and it's wired deep into us, myself included. I feel this in me too. But this sort of American, like American, like go get it. That like your worth is almost tied to that in a way. You know that I just in other yeah. places I've been in Asia, down in America. There's just like more of a emphasis on like family and enjoying life and the day to day and spending time outside. That like and yeah. being fit. That it's just an interesting. I think in America we do excel in some regards because that's a fascinating culture to be part of and we right we got a lot yeah. of go-getters and so there if that's what you're looking for there can be a beautiful magic to it but i've in this part of my life too have been really struggling with what maybe even why you reached out to me was in some of those it podcasts is. working through 
where I'm at kind of processing. We are, you and I are one in the same. We're in the same boat. I am about to take the leap. I'm about to focus on the things that I really want to do, make money for them and live my life in the most fulfilled way to me and not have the rest of the world look on me and say, that's right or wrong. A thousand for any thousand. I think that that, yeah. That's that's the that's the and sauce. And it's tough. So it's it's tough. It's like real hard, but when you push against the grain, though, and everything else, it's like you really you get one of these. It depends on what you believe, but for now, in this reality, we get one of them. So it's like, why not live it for you? You know, and that's that's kind of my mo. And something I've been, I it's easier said than done. You know, sometimes I slip back into. Oh yeah. And I still don't have big things I want to pursue, but also trying to bring it back to being like, how can I be here today and enjoying this? So Franny, before we get you out of here, where, where do you want to point people? Where can we find you? Where can we follow the journey? Um, okay. But, uh, uh, so, I mean, I'll send you links too, so that you can put them in your yes, description box or whatever, but in the show notes. Um, my website is www.simplyfranny.com. There you can find my blog. You can find the personal shopping, the harvesting, and the artwork side of it, how to contact me. I have a Facebook business page for Simply Franny LLC. My Instagram is fliam, E-F-F-L-E-I-G-H-I-N, or H-M, fliam. Uh, Twitch stream is fliam. So just add an I-E in the middle of that. Um uh, another f- random thing that I'll have to point in your direction sometime that we didn't get to talk to. Yeah. Uh, the modeling. I was in a rap yes. video. Oh. I was in that, a rap video. I should link that up in the description too. No, that'd be. Yeah. So I, uh, I might give you that link just so that you can laugh about it and bring it up next pod with me so that you can yes. kind of see. And uh, yeah, I'll have to share like fashion shows and stuff too. I've done a lot. I've done. Of lot. I'm a proud, I'm very proud of a lot, but I'm also trying to just get to that, that next step. A thousand percent. And I think that that's, that's the beautiful part is it's the process. And listen, you get to the next step and the goalposts continually move is something I'm learning as I go. So I know, I know. I love that. I love that when you said that. I was like, no, listen, it's, it's the real. I'm like, I remember dreaming about being here years ago and then you're hearing you're like oh but i'm feeling stuck trying to get there so it's just part of the it's part of being human but franny thank you so much for coming on the pod i appreciate it y'all i appreciate you you know a thousand percent listen i'm out here just speaking my truth and it meant the world that that resonated with you folks if you want to check out any franny stuff you heard it from her and it's in the description thank you so much for listening tuning in as always i'll check you on the next one peace